Welcome to the Human Again Podcast. This episode, I'm taking on the topic of empathy. I'm really excited to talk about empathy because I've seen it bring value to almost every area of life, and I love seeing it put to use. As I mentioned in the first episode, one of the main goals of this podcast is to promote empathy and hopefully empower people to get better at it. Honestly, it's a little hard to talk about at the same time, because once I start thinking about empathy, there's so many things that come to mind and different directions I want to go with it, but I know I can't cover them all at once, so forgive me if I start to ramble or seem disjointed, I'll do my best to keep it focused. Because empathy connects with so many different fields and subjects, it can get thrown around a bit casually without a clear understanding of what it means. It becomes just another buzzword like synergy that no one actually knows the definition of, or it's given so many different definitions that people don't know which is actually correct. With that said, here's what I mean when I talk about empathy. Empathy is understanding another person from their point of view, and typically involves communicating that understanding back to them. It's seeing through the eyes of someone else. It's easy to breeze past this concept and think, oh yeah, it's, Im- it's important to understand other people and listen to their side. It's just about being unbiased and all that. This is technically true, but it misses the depth and power of empathy, as well as its inherent difficulty. Empathy is about getting past the surface level of what's being said and understanding what it's actually like to be the other person. It's understanding the lens through which they look at the world, how their circumstances have affected them, the intensity and type of emotions they're experiencing, what motivates them, and the reasons they have for believing what they do. It's a uniquely refreshing experience to be on the receiving end of empathy because it's a feeling of being truly understood and known. If you've ever had trouble understanding what someone else did or said, it's a possible indication that you were not employing empathy at the time. You were assuming they see and experience the world the same way you do, so when the words or actions didn't line up with how you experience reality, there was a disconnect that left you confused or frustrated or offended. You were essentially trying to fit a square object through a round hole. The disconnect doesn't mean that they're stupid or unintelligent, it's more likely they just have a different point of view than you. Every person has reasons that make sense to themselves for what they do and say and feel, and these are not always good reasons or explanations that would convince anyone else. They don't need to be based on logic, and they may even be factually and objectively false. As far as empathy in and of itself, the goal is not to judge or evaluate the perspective. Not yet, anyways. Empathy is about gathering the most accurate picture possible of how someone experiences life and reality. If there are serious problems with someone else's view, it's totally fine to address those issues if necessary after you've used empathy. Otherwise, you're evaluating based on incomplete information. Imagine you're a teacher grading a test and comparing a student's answer sheet to your answer key. 
you start going through and notice that all of the students' answers are wrong. Many of their answers are way off from the correct answer. You may end up concluding that the student didn't study or has trouble with the subject matter. But what if the student was actually given the wrong test by accident? So they still answered everything correctly according to the information they were given. If you're just looking at their answer sheet, from your perspective, it seems obvious they were wrong and didn't get the right answers. But they would just argue with you and say your answers are actually wrong. You could go back and forth this way, each thinking the other person's an idiot without even realizing you each were given completely different information. If you try to understand what the student actually saw, you would realize they answered in a way that makes sense according to their experience. They may still have gotten some answers wrong, but now you can evaluate their answers based on the test that they actually got rather than the test you were referencing, which they never saw. This is why it can be so problematic to bypass empathy when interacting with others. You'll end up just speaking nonsense or fighting over something that's neither person's fault. To use a different metaphor, if you're giving someone directions, it's important to understand where they're starting from before telling them where to turn. The instruction turn left on Main Street may be great directions to get you to the intended location from where you're at, but if the other person is coming from the opposite direction, that same instruction will lead them the wrong way. Likewise, your instructions may be completely unhelpful if you're telling them which house number to look for when they're not even in the same state as you at the moment. I know firsthand how frustrating it can be when someone gives feedback without trying to understand your situation first. I was working as assistant produce manager in Safeway, and the main produce manager was on vacation for a week, so I was running the department. It just so happened this week that every single day, someone called in sick, and we weren't able to replace them. So on top of running the department, I had to do even more work on top of it to make up for the less people we had in the department. Now, by day four, I was exhausted from just trying to keep everything afloat. I was feeling kind of good, thinking, you know, okay, we might actually get through this. We're going to be okay. And so I was on lunch break, coming back, just trying to think through, okay, what's the most efficient way to kind of get everything done that needs to happen. And then I heard that the regional produce manager was in the store and it sounded like he wasn't very happy. So I clocked on, I go over to talk to him and I'd never actually met him before because he had just gotten this new position. And so this was the first time I'd seen him in the store and he didn't even introduce himself, just neglected any kind of introduction and told me to grab a piece of paper and a pen and then for the next hour or so, I followed him around station by station in the department as he told me just everything that was wrong, everything that needed to change, uh, how bad everything looked. And he didn't mention anything about what we were doing right, what looked good, didn't give me any chance to explain what had been going on or the fact that we'd had been one person short every day that week. And even a lot of the changes he was telling me to do seemed really inconsequential to me 
in light of kind of the bigger problems at the time. I was worried about breaking down seven different pallets of freight and stock in the back and making sure stuff got onto the sales floor so people could buy it and there wasn't just empty shelves. But he was telling me that we needed to switch out tags with a different paper so that they have a a special design background instead of just the yellow background that was on before. By the time he was done, I had an entire eight and a half by 11 page filled with notes of everything that needed to change. I had lost another hour of the precious time I was hoping to use to improve the department. And I felt just completely defeated and berated for all the work that I was doing was being completely overlooked and was just being told that it wasn't good enough. That day was probably the closest I ever came to walking out on a job. I felt completely misunderstood and unappreciated despite doing everything in my power all week to hold things together. If it wasn't for the store's assistant manager who helped encourage me and just to get me through that day, I probably would have just completely lost it. I didn't mind hearing criticism or feedback on how we could improve, but what really bothered me was feeling like I was unfairly judged for things outside of my control, and being treated like I wasn't even trying to fix it. If the district produce manager would have simply introduced himself, given me two minutes to talk about what had been going on, and acknowledge the effort I was putting in, I would have been happy to follow him around and listen to him explain the changes needing to be made. We could have come up with a game plan together on how to address those issues at an appropriate time once the immediate problems were taken care of, and I would have been much more motivated to do everything I could to implement the things he wanted. Instead, I felt like he didn't understand anything about our store or what was best for it. So I just saw the list of tasks as a bunch of obstacles getting in the way of me actually doing my job. Neither of our goals was accomplished, and the interaction only served to create tension between us and reinforce the entire department's animosity towards corporate management. Unfortunately, interactions like this are all too common in businesses, in relationships, and in just in everyday life. Confidence and certainty are often rewarded more highly than empathy, and our culture praises self-sufficiency, so we try to act like we already have everything figured out rather than listening to others. We may be insecure about our own capabilities, so we try even harder to put on an image of authority and competence while rolling over everyone in the way. Not to mention, empathy is hard work to begin with. Some people may be more naturally empathetic than others, and you can practice to get better, but empathy is inherently unnatural. As an individual, I see the world through my perspective. I can only understand your perspective and experience through the lens of my own perspective and experience. I can't literally see through your eyes. I have no way of knowing whether the color we both call orange actually looks the same to each of us. Maybe it looks to you like what I would call green, and vice versa. The ability to empathize isn't even something we're born with, at least not the ability to do it well. There's a noticeable developmental stage that kids go through where they struggle to account for differences in perspective 
and gradually cultivate the ability to empathize. This is typically observed between ages 2 and 6. During this stage, kids' thinking and logic exhibit something called egocentrism, literally self-centeredness. This doesn't mean they're necessarily selfish in the way we usually use the term. It just means that they think about the world only from their personal perspective. One one example I remember of this in my own childhood was when my brother and sister told me that our grandparents were my mom's parents. I argued back since I only knew them as grandma and grandpa, and I saw that as a fixed designation, so they must be grandma and grandpa to my parents as well. If that's what they were to me, then that's what they were to everyone. Egocentrism causes kids to assume everyone else can see what they see. If they can't see you, then you can't see them. If they like toy trucks for their birthday, then you'll like toy trucks for your birthday. As kids grow and develop, they get better at recognizing other people are different and that other people have different points of view. Even though we gain this ability for empathy during childhood, it still takes effort to put it into practice as adults too. It takes an extra mental and emotional step to consider how someone else's experience is different than our own. Have you ever gotten really comfortable with a particular subject matter and caught yourself assuming other people will understand it too? Being in the mortgage industry, I use a lot of technical terminology and acronyms every day, but I have to consciously change the way I talk about mortgage to someone not in the industry because they probably won't know what I mean by 1003s, LEs, and CDs, and so on, even though I'm very familiar with them. On the other side of things, it would be easy for me to miss the depth of emotions someone else is feeling when their partner cheats on them, because I haven't experienced anything like that. If I don't listen very carefully and employ effort to understand what they're going through, I'll inevitably miss the weight of it. Even if I had gone through a similar experience, it would still take work to understand how it's affecting them, because each person's going to handle the same type of situation a little differently. The point is never to assume you know what it's like to be another person, because we're each unique individuals. No one will have the exact same perspective and experience as you. The more differences there are between you and another person, the more work it will take to practice good empathy. You need to keep checking your assumptions and listen very carefully to catch things you take for granted that may not be true for them. Especially if someone's from a different culture or background, there will inevitably be areas where your presuppositions are challenged. This is one of the reasons empathy can be so difficult and unnatural. It requires humility. You have to admit that your perspective is not the ultimate and only reality. You have to come to terms with your own limitations. If you truly see someone else's point of view, you may come to find that your perspective is actually flawed and incomplete. Empathy also means you're giving up your chance to turn the focus toward yourself and are instead using it to go deeper with the other person. 
you're communicating to them that you're more interested in knowing them well than promoting yourself. You're taking the first step to enter their world rather than waiting for them to come to yours. Sometimes you'll see tension between people because they each insist the other person make the effort to step into their world first. The relationship breaks down because both people feel unheard and put the expectation on the other to concede and understand their view better. In reality, when you take the time to truly try to see things from someone else's perspective, you may find they become much more cooperative. They're going to feel comfortable letting down their guard and admitting their mistakes if they know you're not going to use those things against them, and that they can trust you to appreciate the gravity of their experience too. Too often we stand our ground and insist others come to us first. We feel unnoticed or misunderstood, so we turn the focus to ourselves even more in order to set the record straight, or to get what we feel we deserve. The problem is, if everyone does that, then meaningful communication shuts down, and everyone puts on a fake image of perfection. Politics provides endless examples of this. Take any issue and look at both sides of the argument. So many debates just come down to a stalemate as each side refuses to offer any concession or take any steps toward understanding the other side. They create straw man arguments that paint the other side in an oversimplified way and then berate them for being able to believe something so foolish. It's hard for me to believe that any issue in life could be so black and white that there are only two possible perspectives, and that every single person who believes a certain one of those two is utterly wrong or stupid. Even more ridiculous is the idea that all political issues can neatly fall into one of two opposing views labeled either Democrat or Republican, and all of the positions on the other side are invalid or inferior. Yet somehow we operate as if that's the case, and hold on to certain beliefs because we're supposed to, rather than actually understanding the value of it. We neglect having a full perspective of each side, and fleshing out the complexities involved. Unfortunately, the political environment can get so hostile that no one feels safe to admit any weakness in their own position, or to try to understand the other side. Any concession is seen as a betrayal of one's party loyalty, and leads to getting attacked or replaced. It's always the other side's fault, and they're the ones who need to change. This hesitancy to take the first step into someone else's world doesn't just come up in the context of conflict or disagreement, though. Sometimes it's motivated by insecurity or fear of other people. In the past, I've had low points where I felt like no one valued me, so I got insecure and bitter, waiting for someone to take action and demonstrate that they do actually care. I would think of myself like a kid sitting by himself in a cafeteria that no one else wanted to sit by. As I've gotten to know more people, though, I started to realize that a lot of them feel the same way. 
often what happens is each person feels insecure and is waiting for someone else to come alongside them. But all the other people around them are doing the same exact thing. So the cafeteria is just full of a bunch of lonely kids sitting at tables by themselves. No one takes the first step to enter someone else's world because they're each too busy feeling hurt that no one is entering their world. In my own life, I found that the more I practice empathy and come alongside others at their table first, the more belonging I feel myself, and the more I can see that others really do understand and value me. When I keep the focus on myself and insist people come to me first, I get caught up in self-pity and end up just pushing away the people who genuinely try to understand and care. If we all refuse to look outward, then everyone ends up feeling alone. There's much more to say about empathy, but I'll need to save most of it for another time. Hopefully, I at least helped you understand what empathy is, why it's important, and why it's difficult. Before I end, I want to leave you with a final thought about how to put it into practice. My encouragement is to set your focus on listening when others speak to you, and gear your first response towards clarifying your understanding of what they just said, rather than thinking about what you want to say on the subject. Assume that you won't understand them perfectly at first, and dig a little deeper to show that you're truly interested in understanding. Repeat back what you hear them saying, and ask whether you have it right. Take an extra few seconds to put yourself in their shoes and appreciate the significance of the emotions they're likely feeling. And there's countless ways to approach and utilize empathy, but they should all start from an attitude of humility and curiosity. Take the spotlight off yourself, recognize that each person has a unique experience, listen attentively, and don't settle for surface-level understanding. As you do this more, I think you'll find that most people are more incredible than you thought. See you next time. Mm -hmm.